Welcome back. This is the soft count. This week's been kind of sweet. I don't know how many. I mean, if you're listening to my podcast, you probably like it for NBA or NFL or UFC, some Formula One fans. But I've been watching the NHL playoffs the last couple days because there's just nothing on. And um, growing up, I always liked the Rangers a lot because I was a Mark Messier fan. I thought he was sweet. Brian Leach was sweet. I played hockey growing up. <laughs> and so right now, I'm watching the uh, I'm watching the playoffs, kind of waiting for the finals, for the NBA finals. And it's been fun. <laughs> the, the, I don't know. I've, I've just been shocked at how good it's been. I've also been watching a little tennis. Coco Goff is on her way to the finals, which would be sick. She's really fun to watch. And then, um, obviously, we've had UFC coming up. I've been talking about that a little bit. Finally, getting ready for the finals. Getting pumped about that. College football. The the noise in college football has been hilarious. Still, <laughs> Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher still hate each other, which is like these guys have always hated each other, right? I mean, they've constantly hated each other. There was a thirty for thirty on on and on the and one mixtapes last night. Man, did that take me back in time. It was like my whole childhood, all in one, one thirty for thirty. It was sweet. There's a time, my best one of my best friends, Will. He was like, he played basketball and lived with his uncle, and they just had access to certain things like that. He used to come over with like VHS tapes of like hood fights and and one tapes, and we'd watch that shit all night long. And just. Seeing the grainy footage and the clothes people are wearing and the music you're hearing, it was just like, wow. That took me into a place I forgot existed. I even forgot that shit was on ESPN so much when they finally got out of the streets and had like arena games they were doing. I, for- I totally forgot about all that shit. They had a video game. It was it was a sweet 30 for 30. I had not I had completely forgot about that. If you're in your mid-30s, the and one 30 for 30 really hits home really cool I got uh, I want to talk about just for something to do tonight I'm going to be watching this hockey game uh, Tampa Bay is taking on the Rangers I've got some uh, best bets for you tonight so let's hit it best bets so as I've been watching these playoffs some of my uh, there's been a few players that have really stuck out this Mika Zabanajad <laughs> Zabanajad he's going to score a point his over under is is a 0.5 so it's like you could take it's plus 115 that he's going to score a goal tonight i'm taking that all day long that's like just doubling my money artemi panarin he doesn't he he's also a half point he's not a big goal scorer but he gets your assists and um i'd be looking for that too strom had his first goal in the series last week uh in like the last game i heard them saying but he's been playing. He played well, and so and he's also a plus. He is plus. Let's see, plus one sixteen. Not bad, but the Zabanajad at plus one fourteen is super hot. I also like Steven Stamkos is minus one eighty for one goal. So I'm probably looking at two goals for him to get to that an even even minus or plus one hundred. I don't like that. I don't like I don't like betting on the over on a lot of these things, but but for Mika, Mika scored in almost every game I've watched, so I'm going over on him almost every time. Tampa Bay is favored tonight, I think. No, 
Yeah, they are. They're minus 130. New York Rangers are plus 110. Both teams playing well. Both teams have scorers and studs all over the place. I'm just a, a homer, I guess. I like the Rangers, so I'm taking them at plus 110 tonight. I'm, Mika's probably going to be my big bet, him and Artemi. I like both of those guys a lot, and they've been playing great. Mika's been playing outrageous. He's part of the reason they're there. He's the dude with like the long hair and shit. Really love watching him play. He's been awesome. So those are my best bets for tonight. Going into this finals, it's funny. I was talking about the NBA finals. I mean, uh, I've been talking about Steph Curry and him wanting to get that NBA finals MVP, and I I just kind of was joking about it. And then all of a sudden, the the last two days have been – all I hear is like Draymond came out and said he doesn't need that. And I'm like, my world. I just figured that was me thinking that. I guess everybody's thinking about that right now, which is interesting because – Golden State just in by their nature doesn't really try to go for accolades like that but then you look back they just say all kinds of bullshit they act like that but then Steph Curry went for that three-point title and like made it a point to get that and even talked about it like I just had to get that out of the way get it done and it's like you do you guys do go for individual accolades you just say one thing and then do another. I, it's so stupid. I don't believe anything those guys say ever now. <clears throat> they just – so, yeah, Gary Payton Jr. is, like, practicing tonight. Like, his, he didn't break his arm. <laughs> I, I can't believe that was even a story and Dylan Brooks got, so, like, crucified for because his arm was broken. Not because of the – hard hit it was because it broke his arm and so he you know all of a sudden his image his character everything got attacked he got suspended an extra game he's this bad dude because look his arm's broken which was all bullshit now (laughs) nobody comes back after two weeks with a broken arm it's just your arm was never broken you lied pisses me off i think this series is not going to be that entertaining I keep. I've been hearing Rich. I saw Richard Jefferson today on NBA Today. I think I don't. I always forget the name of everybody. Everybody's shows are so similar in name, uh, but I like Malik Andrews and Richard Jefferson and Perk. Those guys. They're all funny to me. But Richard Jefferson seems to think this series is going to go to seven, and it's like it ain't, dude. <laughs> and you're an NBA player. You know this shit is not going to seven. I mean, maybe obviously anything's possible. Everybody gets proven wrong from time to time. I just don't see it. There's no fucking way that... For me, when I watch the Celtics, they don't know how to close out quarters at all. They don't know how to close out games. And they give you two or three bad games in a series. And Golden State knows how to do all those things, and they give you one bad game. If that. (laughs) So... A lot of people like to point to the 3-1 loss, you know, to, to LeBron and, and Kyrie. What I try to remind everybody is that LeBron James was on that team. And I know everybody loves to hate LeBron James, but he was on that team, and that's why they came back from 3-1. LeBron James was on the goddamn team. You can hate that dude all you want, but there's a reason everybody argues, is it Michael or LeBron? Even if LeBron's two, he's the argument. He's awesome. And the Celtics don't have him. They don't have Kyrie Irving. They don't have really anybody. 
I used to think I've been thinking all season long this is the year for Jason Tatum. He could be like when I see his body type and when he's on, it appears he could be the next LeBron, Kevin Durant kind of hybrid, like a mix between those two. He's not quite as big as LeBron, but he's got the athleticism and all that. He can finish. He's got power, but he can shoot and he can, you know, a little bit better than LeBron. Like KD, and he's tall and kind of lanky, but stronger. But he just doesn't ever – he just doesn't step up all the time. It's just not. Like, if you look at that last series, he had like six points in one of the games. He plays terrible consistently. <laughs> if the one thing that you can bet on is like he'll score 30 in a series and he'll score less than 10. And I can't I can't see them beating Golden State that way. There's, there's no way. When Marcus Smart took like the last five shots of that one game six or whatever, and they ended and they lost, it's like, dude, you guys are going to get out coached and outplayed against Golden State every single game. Are you? It's funny. Even like uh, Colin Cowherd recently was like, I think the Celtics have a chance to play better and lose. It's like, no, they're going to play worse and lose. They've played pretty poorly throughout the whole series. They got lucky playing the Nets. I think it's obvious. A lot of people were like, everybody's avoiding the Nets. And I think the one smart decision they thought was like, why would we? They're terrible. We can beat them. And they did. If Chris Middleton was on the on the Bucks, they'd have lost. <laughs> they barely got past the Bucks. And then they get to, you know, Miami, and it goes to seven. And Miami can't they don't have anybody. They've got Jimmy Butler, who's a two. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He's not a one. He's not. He's sweet, and he's really likable, and he's hard-nosed, and he owns a coffee business, and everybody likes him. I get it. But he's not a one. He's a two. He's a fundamental piece in an organization. He's like Chris Bosh. He, he, he's possibly a three. You know, he's not. he's not a superstar. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Michael Wilbon says. He's not. He's sweet, though, and I get why you like him because he's serious. And I dig serious people, too, but serious isn't enough. <laughs> he needs some talent, too, and it's just not there. It's not ever going to be there. That is what he is. Can they get to the final? Like, the reason the Miami Heat do so well is they have the best coach in the NBA, in my opinion. Eric Spolster is the best one. Like, he is the best. <clears throat> He's able to do what Greg Popovich couldn't do, which is be good after his stars have left. Like, his stars all left, and the Heat have been to the – they went to the finals, and they've now they've been back to the conference championship, and they don't have a star. Eric Spolster is baller. And he's the reason they're, you know, able to get as far as they are. And he's the reason they got him to game seven, in my opinion. Now, the Celtics, they've made some bad, they go on some bad runs. I'm not, I'm not pumped about this series. I mean, I'm going to be pumped watching. I, if Steph Curry goes off in game one and I can just feel like we're going to watch him just torture these guys for four, three games, I'll love it. I don't want to see shitty shooting for fucking seven games. I don't want to see that. I don't think we're going to see that. Clay Thompson's been pretty lights out from the three-point range right now. God, man, if I'm him, I fucking retire if we win a championship this year. <laughs> I mean, like, 
how many injuries are you going to have? And how many more opportunities are you going to have to win a championship and be able to just walk the rest of your life? I'm nervous every time I watch them take the court. And in the finals, when you're all amped up and you're trying your hardest, like I just don't want to see him blow his knee out in the finals. <laughs> I don't want to see that. It's a possibility because it just seems he's just not as explosive, obviously, but he's still a dead-eye shooter. I just worry about him. I worry about that knee, Achilles, whatever the hell he had. He had to happen twice. It's like, ugh. Win this ring and walk off into the sunset. Fuck it. And, and walk. <laughs> you know, fuck. I'm taking the... I'm, I guess I'm probably out here on a limb. I'm taking Golden State in four, maybe five. Probably four. And I seem to be the only person in, in the media, I guess I'm in the media now, uh, that, that really believes that. I just don't see any... I see no path of victory for the Celtics. None. <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk about the Lakers a little bit. Um, they're kind of like my favorite subject in the NBA because it's just so intriguing. A lot of people will still discredit Le- they'll discredit what LeBron is right now, which is still a top five player in the NBA. They're like, well, he's getting old and he's kind of hurt. Some- Everybody gets hurt in the NBA. Every single player. Devin Booker went from being possibly considered a superstar to playing hurt in the playoffs, and now everybody thinks he's a two or a three. Like, see, he can't get his own shot. It's like, no, he was hurt, and he and he played in the playoffs. He probably would have sat out for weeks. LeBron would have played with any injury like he would have had there at the end of the season if they made the playoffs. He would have played, but they weren't going to make the playoffs, so he didn't play. Don't blame him. But it's the Lakers, and so it's super intriguing to me because I, I still think LeBron has a couple years of dominance. He's proven it to me. If they can get a right matchup for him, he could be really dominant. I, I really do believe. The more I've thought about this over the last week, LeBron needs to play the five. It's like the latter part of his career. He was sensational at center for, for the Lakers when everybody was hurt, and he just ended up playing the five. I I really wish he would leave. I know he's not going to. He loves it in L.A. I'm really strongly on Dallas right now, like, that's close enough. Take little flights back and forth. You still live in LA. You're rich enough to fly back and forth. Like play with one more good player. That Kyrie Westbrook deal, that ain't gonna happen. I, I just don't see how it could. Because in the end, the the Nets would just get railroaded in that deal. Why would you why would you trade Kyrie, who's still a superstar when he plays, for a guy that plays a lot, but can't catch, can't shoot, can't dribble. It's like something went wrong in his head. And your superstar and him already played together and had a really ugly breakup, and it's unknown if they're even talking. LeBron James could just go to Dallas and win a championship at center. He could stay in L.A., but they have to bring in somebody. He can't be the point guard now. He's If you want to talk about like prolonging and being able to play a few more years so he can play with his son, it's like time to play – power forward and center now he can't play power forward because that's what ad wants to play ad doesn't want to play center he's like i don't know why you don't i don't know why you don't want to just dominate the shit out of people at center but he wants to he wants to carry the ball god 
LeBron's just stuck around a bunch of people that want to do stuff. And it's like, and none of it is winning. It's all about like what they want to do, how they want to be remembered, how they want to play the game. And none of it really is relevant to LeBron because LeBron's just like, my legacy is sealed. I just want to win. And it seems to be impossible right now in LA. finals media day is about to start you know it's funny i i've always hated i've hated this golden state dynasty i've hated like just how smug it has been at times <laughs> it's just always been on it gets on my fucking nerves it reminds me of the patriots it, it just does but in the last two seasons and really in the last like three weeks let me just put it like in the last couple seasons clay thompson being hurt and then coming back his story is fantastic and I do enjoy listening to him talk. And now I do have a. There is a spot in my in my heart for him because it's like, man, I've watched. I watched both injuries, and I know how much it means to him. Like out of all the players I see play, you can tell it means a lot to Clay Thompson. And so it is media day. It'll be fun to see what he has to say. I know it's going to be emotional. His hair looks sweet now. He's got like a fucking afro. I've been digging Clay Thompson a little bit. I've always liked Steph Curry. I've liked it. That's the thing. I'm a fan of players. It's just these guys all together. I just hate it. And then when KD went, and I was I was a KD. So here's another thing that people may or may not know about me. I was a Sonics fan. <clears throat> and when they became Oklahoma City, I just kind of liked Oklahoma City because they already had KD, and they you know the Sonics drafted KD, and I watched that first year, and it was like, wow, this dude's gonna be awesome. And then they moved to OKC, and I'm like, ah, oh, their colors suck. It just wasn't cool. And uh, anyway, I started following them, and, uh, and so KD became like a a thing for me. You know, I, I liked watching them play down there. Uh, it didn't really, I guess, for me, it's like it doesn't matter what what team you're on. I just like certain players. Steph Curry is fantastic to watch. Clay Thompson's like. If you like watching somebody catch and shoot, like it's fun to watch. It's kind of like Ray Allen. I don't think I've ever heard anybody compare the two because like one's black, <laughs> and and you know everybody's always looking to compare guys that are white esque to other. They always it has, it's like everybody has to look similar or the comparison's not there. Clay Thompson's like Ray Allen. He comes off screens, catches and bangs them in. He made like 14 threes one game. That's what he is, is a catch-and-shoot three guy just like Ray Allen. Their their shot is different. They don't look the same physically, appearance-wise, skin color. They're not the same, but God damn it, their game is similar. That's the comp for him. To me, when I watch him play, it's like they do similar shit. Although I, I would argue that Clay Thompson's maybe a better defender or was – I mean, Ray Allen's considered a top 75 player all time. Do you think Clay Thompson's going to be? I don't know. He doesn't seem to get as much credit as even Draymond Green gets now. Everybody acts like Draymond Green is the magic. It's like, come the fuck on, dude. He gets five assists and nothing else in a game. It's like, come, you can get Delonte West to get you five assists in a game. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. I really do think that Marcus Smart could be the reason they lose this series, not the reason they win. <laughs> he is turnover machine, and he likes to take shots that he probably shouldn't. I think Marcus Smart might, might be the reason they really don't stand a chance. I, 
I really do believe that being defensive player of the year, if you're not a center that's the defensive player of the year, like I, I don't want I don't care. Like being a lockdown perimeter player, like he won't be able to lock down Steph Curry. He has no chance. And just because he was voted defensive player of the year, that doesn't mean he's going to be able to do it. He's not. When you have a center that's a defensive player of the year, like Rudy Gobert, that's a that's a problem, right? Because that's a guy that's like blocking shots in the lane, getting tons of rebounds, getting offensive rebounds, like doing everything inside. What can the what Marcus Smart? What, he's going to get maybe a couple steals. You think he's also going to give up a couple steals? I just don't. I don't. He's a problem. He's not a point guard for that they need. He's a he's a problem for them. For the Celtics, I mean, he, he's he's the problem on the team. He doesn't do any offensive things well. I mean, hell, Rajon Rondo was criticized because he couldn't make shots from the outside. But, dude, his, his little teardrop that he used to do and going inside, he was fantastic at driving it to the hoop. He could get you buckets driving to the hoop. He was fucking great. And later in his life, he started banging down a couple open threes from here and there. But overall, he couldn't shoot, but he could drive. I can't tell you what Marcus Smart does well on offense. I, nothing. And he's small. <laughs> so I I think that's going to be the biggest hole for the Celtics. I would just attack him the whole time. I, I would just punish him. We'll see. Not in love with the matchups. If I think the best chance they have is that they can go inside with uh, their centers. They got that Grant Williams guy and, and obviously the Florida boy. But they kind of died off in the in that last series. They didn't play as well. I'm not. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting Golden State to just finish him. I'm gonna check out how they what they have to say on television here. Steve Kerr's coming out. He's about to talk. I'll be back tomorrow with some uh, best bets for the NBA game. Some probably some best bets for the fights. I'll get a chance to see some people weigh in for the first time this weekend. I feel really out of my element not having UFC last weekend, but tomorrow we'll really pick up the talk on that if you guys are excited. I'm pretty excited. There's some good fights, uh, and mostly there's a heavyweight fight tomorrow night, and those are always just fucking baller. They're not as bloody because they somebody usually just gets knocked out before anybody gets cut, <laughs> but they're just brutal, brutal sounds. When I went to UFC Live, so I hadn't really had a chance to talk about this with anybody yet, but when I went to the UFC event, one of the things that's really interesting is that the floor is almost like a mic'd thing. Like you hear them walking on the mat from everywhere in the arena. And anytime somebody falls, it's loud as shit. The UFC put on, as a live event, if you guys haven't been to a UFC event, it was probably the best event I've been to in years. I love NFL games live. I've been to a ton of them. But fight nights if you haven't been to fight i've been to boxing matches but ufc with their videos that they put on they have like special made videos for every event uh the kind of the just everything the way they put it on there it was uh really a plus fun columbus hadn't had one in 14 years so that was it was pretty sweet to see it at nationwide anyway i'll talk to you guys tomorrow have a good night if you're watching hockey enjoy it if you're not watching hockey, you should tune in. I mean, last night's game ended 8-6, to six, but it was 6-7 to seven with like several minutes to go in the game. It was wild. The Rangers have been awesome. 
So they have probably my favorite player in Artemi, and that me and Mika's been fantastic. He his vision and his shot, his wrist shot, his slap shot, they've all been A plus. He had this shot last night. It was a pass. It was like totally deliberate. He did a it was like a slap shot off this dude, like ricocheted off this dude's skate into the goal. And you could see him lining it up. Like he knew what he was doing. It was sick. So you know, tune in tonight. There's nothing else on. Go Rangers. Talk to you guys later. Peace. <laughs>